Welcome to the good life. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the Good Life Visual Audio Podcast. I'm here with Stu. Say what's up, Stu. What's up, y'all? Kabi is also here. Say what's up. What up, though? And I'm Chris. Obviously, guys, we are diving into how to design the good life with your health, wealth, and mindset. By the way, find us everywhere that you listen and watching, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. We are everywhere. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, because today we got another fire episode for you. Kabi is going to dive in, and we're going to talk about some protein myths on the health side. So, Kabi, take it away, brother. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm very excited for this one. It's one that it's hard to get me to shut up on because it's so, so, so big in our culture. Protein myth. Uh, but first and foremost, I just like to <clears throat> put a precursor up. <clears throat> when I start talking about this stuff, I get attacked. So let me let me start. Uh, if you've ever watched First Take, you know, when Steve, Stephen A starts talking about LeBron, he puts up a little, a little precursor, right? A little, a little warning here. Let me do that here. Guys, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegan. When I start talking about protein myth, people immediately, oh, yeah, uh, 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 I just can't give up meat. Uh, nobody's asking you to give up meat. Nobody's asking you to give up meat. Okay, you do whatever you want to do. We're just here to talk about and, and unbox some of these things that we're just told without thinking. And I think that's one of the main things you're going to get out today it's for, is think for yourself. Actually think for yourself. Okay, so I'm not a vegan. I reserve the right to change my mind as I get more information. That's number two, right? Nothing is conclusive. There is no science. None of that stuff is conclusive, okay? None of that stuff is like, bam, set, okay? It's, there's a, too many variables for everybody, the human being, the environment, what's going on in their body, what's going on out there. There's so much, there's a lot of variables in here. So don't get all worked up. And if you do get worked up, just share it with a friend so they can get worked up too. Okay, uh, the average, and also number 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 four, the average doctor gets less than twenty hours of nutritional education in the medical school. I just I just thought that's interesting to throw out there. You do with that what you will, All right? And then number five, before we get going on this, is people don't think. They want to be given answers. They don't want to think. Give me the right answer, and. I want to be right, right? They just want to be right. Give the right answers. So that, guys, this, that's not how, that's not how I work. And, um, I'd encourage you, I'm putting this stuff out there and you go ahead and you be your own final judge because that's how I work. I want all the information. I'll give all the information I have. And then you make the final decision as to what it is. First part of this, I'm going to dive into just some, just some basic information. I, actually, I won't even call it basic information. I'm going to dive. So we, we create the premise of the conversation and then we're going to dive in with our own experiences from you guys um, and ask some questions and dive into some, some, some. Chris is going to speak from his, his culinary experience, which I think is really critical here and um, to dive to put a different spin on the, on the conversation as well, which I, I, I'm personally interested in as well. Um, okay. So I, I think we got, we got to start from what does the textbook say right so 
most people when they say protein don't even have the slightest idea what they're talking about they're utilizing the word protein to talk about meat that's really what it is it's kind of like it's kind of like when someone says pass me a kleenex right it's, it's they're talking about tissue right but kleenex is the is the kind of like the 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 the, the brand that's oh right yeah, the so it, I find that that's the same thing here. We're talking about, we're talking about like something that's talking, it's a symbol. We're talking about something that means something that that's actually indicating something else. And I think this is a huge problem because it leads to a lot of the confusion around this. Uh, have you guys noticed this? Totally. totally. Protein specifically or just in general? <laughs> well, we were talking about protein, so we're protein. Protein specifically, then got it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Like you know, you use words like just you know, I, I you know, meat, um, beef, chicken, and that just resembles all protein. That must be all of it. It can't be anything else. Can't be anything else. Yeah, and I think it leads to so much confusion. So let me dive into kind of what the if you look up protein in science textbooks, this is probably what you're gonna find. And I say probably because not everybody agrees on this. By the way, it's just over time more people have been like well what else could it be right it's kind of like defining uh defining a a, a, a a white or the white race in terms of what it isn't or it, it just that's kind of how the language works right we define something more in the terms of what it isn't more than what it is right so this is this is the textbook it's proteins are foods that have high or complex concentrate of structure of amino acids so essentially imagine like beads right those beads are in the amino acids that are stringed together and that's typically what we're calling protein and for the common individual that includes or the in common language that includes things like flesh uh mus muscles organs glands tissue that type of stuff and to a lesser degree and this is the what we don't talk about at all to a lesser degree it also includes uh nuts beans and even starches fruits and grains all that stuff contains proteins because protein is just the building block right it's just the building block actually protein is the middleman the building blocks are the amino acids okay so let's start can there down? can you break Go that ahead. down for a second bro because that just that right there just blew my mind right like would you call you would call a bean a legume i guess or something along those lines those are technically protein well see i think we got to break down that language right there it's not that those are proteins and that's part of the issue of, of why we get confused it's they contain proteins just like flesh animal flesh contains proteins it's just to what extent or how concentrated are these proteins in this substance that is measurable by scientific instruments as we have right now? That was a period of time where protein wasn't even a thing. Why was it not a thing? Because the methods of scientific research that was available to the uh, to the to particular, I mean, most of this we're talking about the Western world when we talk about protein, is was not able to break it down and look at it in that way. It wasn't until, I believe, I, I want to say until uh, 1858 or maybe a little bit later, uh, you guys can check me on this, um, that it was discovered, right? So, you know, when we talk about, there's protein in everything. That's what people have to understand. There's literally, they, they, 
it can't that can't be something that ha doesn't have protein in it that's this, but we gotta like backtrack and say well what are you defining as protein if you're defining protein as a chain of linked amino acids then that exists in fruits that exists in beans that exists in 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 in, in nuts that exists in starches that exists in all of that stuff but based on the methods that we can use now to measure that stuff we can measure a higher concentration of it in animal flesh and we can't in those other things so that's why you believe we've chosen chosen to not call those things protein is that what you're saying well <laughs> i think i think we've chosen to not call those things proteins for marketing purposes right and we'll dive into that a little bit a little bit uh later but the fact that we even call those things protein is highly misleading right i i i uh and i and i'll do my best not to get too worked up in this episode because I I'm, I'm here to to dive into this on a on a on a learning type of environment but it makes no sense the fact that we call those things protein makes no sense we should just fact, call them go ahead the fact that we call the chain of amino acids proteins makes no sense no the fact that we call meats animal flesh proteins right the fact when you go to a restaurant they ask you what would your protein be uh, the fact that when people are asking you how are you getting your protein that's the confusion because they've made proteins synonymous with animal yeah. flesh does that make sense yeah and, and please stop because this is part of part of the the the, the, the issue that's out there now is we we've we made it synonymous with so when you understand that to be the case that we were and this is where i go like we're calling um there's people and me for a while i think where i didn't know that 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 tissue to wipe your nose was just tissue it wasn't kleenex i thought it was all kleenex <laughs> that's what's happening here people are taking protein to mean like meats and nothing else that's the confusion so when somebody hears that you're juicing or you're on a plant-based diet or you're on whatever whatever that th that's how they get confused because the question then becomes well where do you get your protein well replace protein with meats and it makes total sense where do you get your meats does that make sense yeah that made perfect that made perfect sense that made perfect yeah sense. that that's where we are as a society we've made those things synonymous not we but we uh we've been taught to make those things synonymous all right <laughs> but are we are we clear on that what yeah, are protein clear. yeah per per what western uh definition proteins are a chain of amino acids end of story right they can be found in everything but they higher concentrations in animal flesh as we can measure it right now why i say that because there's because in a couple of years they could or they could have different instruments that then turn around and say you know what actually we can find higher levels of protein in in these foods as well <laughs> and then the narrative completely shifts we see that stuff all the time right we see that stuff all the time when it comes to nutrition so furthermore right and i'll read it so that it's clear to you amino acids not proteins 
are what the body requires to build tissue and act as carriers and buffers. Our body cannot process protein. Let me repeat. Our body cannot process protein, especially animal protein. When we take animal protein in, let me just go, when we take meats in and we get the protein, our body then has to expend high levels of energy to break down. Imagine those beads I talked about, high levels of energy. I wish I had some beads here, high levels of energy to break the chains between the amino acids and then rearrange the amino acids into how your body prefers before it can even use it. Let me pause there for questions. Yeah, so uh, the one that comes to mind for me is, all right, <clears throat> if it's difficult for your body to take one type of strain of amino acids, you know, like the, the how a chicken would have its amino acids strung together. If it's difficult to break that down and reassemble it into human amino acid structure, how does that challenge compare going from like chicken to human as it would going from like fruit to human? So it's, it's less of a question of like going from chicken to human and fruit to human as it is going from that specific sequence of amino acid chain to your particular sequence of amino acid chain. Okay. It's not a, it's not a chicken human thing, right? Now, I think the question that you're asking is how much harder is it to go from animal flesh protein to what we, to what you and I would need rather than from plant-based protein yeah. to what you and I were needing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, it's actually easier to get, to get that protein base from plants. <laughs> Now, Probably but the well. thing is, the thing is, guys, the thing is why I hesitate is because the science in and of itself is weak. And I'll go into this a little bit more, but the science in and of itself is weak, right? You can find 10 scientists that will tell you the opposite and 10 scientists that will tell you the other opposite. So the science in and of itself is weak. That's the truth. And I think right. that's a great point too, could be just real quick, because that's something I often hear is that people are just confused, right? They're confused because science points one way and the opposite science also is true, right? Like, and you get both sides. So it's just like, well, whatever side you want to listen to is what people resort to, but we need to get to like real facts of what's happening. And again, a lot of this language but it's very true is the easy way to get confused because you will see both sides of this coin or both sides of the spectrum, so to speak, and backed by doctors, right? Backed by science, backed by theory. So it's good that we're breaking it down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what gotta, you should know though. Go ahead, go ahead. So as, you know, as an engineer who dealt who dove highly into the science side of things prior to me becoming a coach. There's like so many factors that can mess up these studies. You kind of hinted at it earlier, it could be like, what instrument and approach are we using to measure this? How are we defining a successful study? What is our sample size? Human error of interpretation of the results. 
overlooked data. There's so many reasons why something could go wrong in a study. However, these studies are presented to the public as if they are factual. These are guesses. Science is nothing but a guess, people. Probably get banned for saying that. Whatever you hear about science is a guess. And every science worth his weight in salt knows that it's just his best guess. It's a theory. That's all science is. So I think that really contributes to a lot of this confusion is because you got different tools and different scientists and different everything. Of course, you're going to get different results. I think that's, an, that's a point that we cannot um, overemphasize. I think that's a point that we cannot overemphasize because that is if if more people can wrap their head around that, not that we're dismissing the educated guess. However, we're asking you to take it with a healthy amount of um, skepticism, a healthy amount of questioning, a healthy amount of that could be true and other things could also be true. Right. So I appreciate you bringing that up because it is incredibly important that we we bring these type of things up because that will help with the question. And this goes back, guys, to where I started in that. People want to be given answers. They don't want to think. They want to be told what to do, and that's what we've been trained. Tell me what I should be doing. Tell me what I need to know. Well, if that's your mindset, then you can just be handed anything with enough peer-reviewed articles and you're good to go. Until you find out five years later, 10 years later that maybe that wasn't it. I can't tell you how many lawsuits are out there because whatever we thought was good before is not now. Things that we was was everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing it. That's funny. Tonsoles, everybody was taking it out, right? So it, it's just like, you see this type of stuff all the time, guys. And it's just like, and I think being, and I won't use the term critical thinker, but just being aware, just, just like stop sleeping at the wheel of your life. Being aware is 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 kind of what, what what we're all about here, but it, it it pertains so much to this. There, nobody's there, there's no scientist that's going to tell you you need this amount of protein. They can't even tell you what the protein really is, right? And your body doesn't even use protein, so you got to understand that. So are those things clear so far? Yeah, Before I move on. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Another thing I want to highlight that I think I already mentioned, though, is the amount of energy it takes to break down that chain, the amino acid chains, for our body to even begin to rearrange them to use them. Like we're talking, and not only that, once that energy is expensed or used, there is a huge cleanup or waste product left over that has to be taken out of the body, cellular waste. So even if you're hitting your required amount of protein, if you will, and you're not taking out the trash, you're not doing yourself any favors. You can take athletes, for an example, that eat large amounts of, consume large amounts of food. Well, it doesn't take long for us to see the effects. See, we mostly see these athletes in their prime. Catch them 10 years later, 20 years later. 
and you start to see the toll that's being taken. So I'm gonna move on here a little bit to, that's kind of like more of a, the science aspect. And honestly, I didn't want to go too deep into the science aspect because I think it does confuse people. And I think when you back out and highlight the main points and then use common sense, you actually get a better understanding of what's happening. So, you know, I want to go to the media aspect of it, right? So uh, actually, before we pause the science aspect of it too, there are, like I mentioned, there's tons of scientists out here that just do not agree, right? I've, I've, I've cited uh, Sebi before. Um, I'll cite others that just doesn't make any, it, it's not even the concept of protein in and of itself, as we take it to be just like set in stone is not set in stone. It's not. And I don't think we can overlook that. Pause here in case you guys want to want to pop in anything right here. I think, you know, I, I love like just listening and learning from folks like Dr. Sebi. Um, I'm, I'm always glad you bring him up. So I, I think my only contributing point here would be, you know, there are individuals out there that so passionately go against the mainstream narrative. And then like Sebi, like you pointed out before, they actually are taken to court for their beliefs and how they treat their patients. They win those things. We never hear about it. It's not popular to challenge the norm when there's money involved. That's and I'll it. bring this. Um, go ahead, Chris. Oh no, no, that was it. I don't, I don't have anything to add to it. You guys hit that. <laughs> I, I second that with, with what Stu said, especially about Sebi. Right? Yeah, and I'll bring I bring these people up just to offer um, other points of view. Not to say necessarily that they are also some sort of czar, or they are also some sort of end all be all, right? But to 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 point out that they are other, like you said. Um, counter narratives that have a lot of validity to it. So if that is true, then why can we not have an open source conversation or open source information so that we can have a, a, a back and forth on what on what it is that is best for each individual and then let each individual decide. All right. So I want to talk about the media piece of it. And this is what always gets me is that you know, this is essentially how I, I will summarize the, the media narrative um, that I've heard. And you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. So what I've heard basically is that you must get enough protein. Like that is a must. Okay. You, uh, you must get enough protein from animals. That's starting to shift a little bit as the new wave is coming in. But that's basically what that's been. And you, 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 uh, if you don't do that, then you should consume protein products, <laughs> which by the way, it's like, if you put those two things together, that makes no sense. Cause these, you talk about something in powdered form versus some versus animal flesh. And we have that being pushed at the same time as if they're the same thing. Well, that can't be true. Right. Um, and then the other one is like protein equals meat, like protein equals meat. And then um, I'll, I'll stop right there as well. What are what are what are some of the I guess media sort of narratives that you guys have noticed as when it comes to protein and how do you feel about them? Yeah, I uh, I touched on this a bit in our in, in our pregame, but uh, thinking backwards in you know back in the '90s and the '80s, uh, the beef industry the beef industry had commercials 
where their slogan was beef it's what's for dinner beef it's what's for dinner tonight beef just got faster with heat and eat beef dishes beef it's what's for dinner.com right and they would just <laughs> push that over and over again beef it's what's for dinner beef it's what's for dinner and uh that became such a narrative that like it it you know in the restaurant world guys like steak houses are held high beef right is really held high yeah you can get some other cuisines and but like really when you think about it having a good steak right that beef product is on a pedestal and that is i believe specifically from marketing how did that become how did the cow become revered right how did the how did the beef product become revered? It's the, it, it was marketing. It was marketing. And uh, we see that in a bunch of different, again, you know, you've asked this question before. It could be, you know, when's the last time you saw a commercial for fruit? You know, when's the, when's the last time you saw something along those lines? Well, you don't. But you'll see a chicken commercial. You'll, you know. What up? What's going on? Uh, nothing. We're shooting a commercial. What are you doing? Oh, all right. Watching you. Oh, okay. Purdue was constantly on the TV talking about their chickens and how their chickens were raised and da 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 about chickens. Everybody's smiling, sunshine day. Everybody's laughing, sunshine day. Everybody seems so happy today. It's a sunshine day. All right, I just gave you the example of beef. It's what's for dinner. Like those are those are parts of propaganda of like pushing a certain marketing towards the people and right that marketing is effective the more they put it in your face so now that's why we we uh consume those those products but the the marketing aspect i mean the commercials they, they really did have a big uh right a big a big kind of push in that side Man, I love that you brought that up and and aaron over here on instagram just mentioned how you know that commercial commercial beef it's what's for dinner had him and granny eating burgers and tacos daily so folks out there like any any bit of disbelief that you may have let's you know aaron has kind of brought up some great uh an example here of how he trusted the narrative his family trusted the narrative and over time as he grew up he realized the narrative was not serving him well he switched he changed his diet he went against the narrative and that's all we're trying to get you guys to do here is look at your present day belief system and if it's totally in line with the narrative and it's unquestioned, maybe just take a moment to reflect on your own personal experiences. What happens if you do something different? Is it going to serve you better? On, on that note, I think it's important to point out that the dairy meat industry is probably the most uh, powerful lobbying group. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If you hear this and I'm wrong, please correct me. But it is definitely top like in terms of most powerful lobbying group that exists in American politics for sure. Right. And, um, it's no, I always wondered who pays for those got milk commercials. <laughs> like who's paying for that? I always, it's always like curious who's, who's paying for that. Right. And the, and the, and the cheese and the whatnot, you know, I guess you could say craft cheese. They did a lot of commercials with happy little kids. Every single time it's I always noticed they're a little happy white kids, by the way, but hey, that's neither, neither here nor there. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I <just> <laughs> Craft American singles. That's why every single time America spells cheese, it's K I A N D. I know Clay Thompson out here shooting, <laughs> shooting, shooting hoops, drinking chocolate milk. Ooh, I want that. I'm Clay Thompson, and I'm built with chocolate milk. All right, and then the black kids get Kool Aid. I was just a little kid. Cherry Kool-Aid was my friend. But then I tried more flavors and fell in love with them. Of all the other mixes, I love the taste that Kool-Aid has. You'll always be my Kool-Aid. You'll always be my ace. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> Lactose intolerant, yeah. man. We talk about it. That's yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So we get the sugar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. He got ADHD. Oh, I wonder why. Right, I, I wonder why kid can't sit still. Not only is the kid like an active kid, but usually you pumping him full of Kool Aid. I wonder why he doesn't want to sit still. <laughs> so I always think that these things are highly, guys. We're very impressionable creatures, and we're also creatures of habit. Like these things form at a young age, and it takes a long time for us to break, break, or even question them. Right? I know people that are still having a glass of milk with dinner. Right, <laughs> disgusting. And I'm not saying milk itself is horrible, and I'll touch on this later, but perhaps it's what we've done to milk. Milk on a farm and milk in the grocery store are not the same thing. Right? And I'll touch on this a little bit later as I kind of almost switch sides. Oh, hold on one second, huh? Okay, but before I do that, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a quote here that I thought was interesting because we are we 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 basically align Arnold Schwarzenegger with like the face of the 80s bodybuilding movement slash protein movement. And he says, nowadays kids tend to go overboard on protein, something I believe to be totally unnecessary. I stayed in my formula for basic good eating, eat about one gram of protein for every two pounds of body weight. I know, I, don't, I still don't agree with him, but I think it's really interesting that he would state something like that, right? And it's like, Every generation that goes by, we kind of forget why Granny did things the way to do them, and we just like, oh yeah, he that man had protein, so let's just, let's just pack it on more, right? So I thought that was really interesting. And then Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis states, I found that a person does not need protein from meat to be a successful athlete. In fact, my best year of track competition was a year where I ate a vegan diet. So. You know, there's just plenty of evidence that counters the dominant narrative, right? And then there's one more by Patrick, uh, but I can't say the last name, but the strongest man, literally dude that's lifting the most weight out here. It's, it's uh, his last name starts with a B here. Uh, I can't say it, but he says, someone asked me, how could I be as strong as an ox without eating any meat? My response was, have you ever seen an ox eat meat? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, it's my and I got one more. This. It's my <laughs> absolute favorite argument. It's my favorite yeah. argument for this whole thing. Like, you know, bro, I always go to to the closest thing we have on the on the on the evolutionary scale: chimpanzees, gorillas. Gorillas are fucking jacked. Period. I don't see them eat meat. So same same deal. Can even add on elephants, rhinos, horses. Like, I mean, you could keep going. 
Amen. Amen. Tough. <laughs> Tough. All right. Let's let's keep let's keep that rolling real quick because I I definitely want some time for a little bit of back and forth here as uh, we dive into this stuff. So you know, there's this side of you know the marketing fees of like that's pushing all this. Get your protein and uh, and um, you know to be big and strong. And I had a woman tell me that you know she needed to eat meat so she could be pregnant and all this stuff. I like just just all this interesting ideology as if like vegetarians can't get pregnant. Like, like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> that's crazy. Like, it's it's that's in, that's in, like that's how far we've gone. We've gone this so far this way. But guys, I want to kind of bring it back to this way as well. This side, not good. You got this side. Yeah, meat. Blah, blah, blah. You must have meat. Blah, 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 blah. Loud. This side is this side right here is loud too, and I want to address that. I want to address that. I found that this, and let's call it the 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 more quote unquote extreme of this side, is the anti meat side is uh, the vegan movement, right? So many issues on that side, so many holes. I'm not one to come out here to tell people, hey, you need to go eat meat. I don't. I don't think it's necessary at all. But the what I find on the vegan side of things or on that kind of that school, not just vegans, but that school is that that's a whole lot of emotion driven decisions being made there. Right. So there is this whole idea of like, we must save the animals. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. One more time. No, you don't. All right. How so? Uh, how? What, what, listen, animals can take care of themselves. Why do I say that? The problem is not us saving animals. The problem is we 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 darn reckless anyway. <laughs> Vegans, you reckless too. Oh man, I'm gonna have some haters. Vegans, you are reckless too. Okay, you taking. Uh, 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 just because you don't eat animals and do that, but you replace it with all of this nonsense that causes other harm, right? You think you're better than somebody? No, you're not. 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 Okay. I, I think it's total nonsense. I, it's total garbage that it's like, listen. Yeah, if that's the decision you want to make, don't tell me it's because you're out here saving some planet. Because let me tell you this. A hunter loves and knows the animals better than a vegan. A hunter knows where the animal tracks. It knows where the animal lives. It knows what the animal loves. It appreciates. We've got a whole, before we don't murder them, whole groups of indigenous Americans that literally damn near worshiped these animals. So much so they used every single piece of that animal and gave thanks for every single part. A vegan don't know a damn thing about an animal. All they know is like, oh, it's cute. <laughs> right? Oh, it's cute. Yeah, until old boy comes up and try to rough you up. Of all things, a pig. Of all things, a pig. Of all things, a pig. Of all things, a pig.
and now you calling it a protection circle. Yeah. Right? I don't know. When was the last time you was in nature, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Vegan? That's the hypocrisy I see on that side. And I know it's not a popular argument, but I think it's complete garbage. I think it's complete garbage. And I'll tell you why I think both sides are complete garbage here in a bit. All right? Because most vegans I meet, and I hate to say this, but uh, most vegans I meet that have labeled themselves vegans, right? Most of them, right? Are privileged young white females <laughs> is what it is percentage percentage wise yes they're high in the percentage percentage yeah, it is what it is hey listen i come from a place where black there's so many black people that black wasn't even a thing i ain't never heard nobody talk about no vegan i had people that didn't eat meat but i ain't never heard nobody talk about oh i'm vegan so it's specifically the label, not the decision to avoid meat. It's like the label it's associated with the movement. I'm not. I'm not out here. I'm. I, it is the entire box. The entire. The entire movement. The movement. Right. There are people who truly don't eat meat. They don't talk about it quite as much as these these quote unquote modern day vegans. Mm. It's not even like a thing. It's like no, no. That's just not something we do. They don't make it. They don't make it a political statement. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, 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 and let me tell you something, man. When I grew up, I grew up. I I grew like the chicken we ate grew up with us. Like I saw a little little Anita running around until it was time for until it was birthday time. I had to go and go catch him. You know what I'm saying? Pluck the feathers off. You know what I'm saying? Chop the neck off. Right, that was Anita. We was close. We was close. Right, I had I I I, I saw her grew up. Right, and she tasted delicious. They didn't look anything like this chicken. I I I, I now buy a Whole Foods. Didn't look anything like that. What's different about? Didn't look anything like that. You ever you never you ever seen a, a natural chicken? I mean, I have, I'm just like, I'm helping like the audience, like get specific here. Like I've seen uh, plenty of natural chickens. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would encourage, I would encourage you guys to just Google that. you get a better view. Right. But, um, uh, Holy chicken. You can check that documentary out as well. Holy chicken that dives into, into the details of that a lot more than I would be able to on this visual audio podcast. Maybe we'll make it more visual with some uh, with some slides next time, so you guys can get some images. Um, but it doesn't look anything like like natural the chicken we get out in the stores. Doesn't look anything like that. Doesn't taste anything like that. Um, and so, what I believe vegans are really trying to say, or maybe what I'm trying to say is the mass production of these animals for the purposes of eating and ultimately coming down to again money right is perhaps a problem i agree with that side wholeheartedly <laughs> funny to talk about the vegan side of things because yeah that seems like more of a movement more than anything but like that's the inhumane part the the way that these animals 
are bred to be slaughtered. <laughs> They're not living a life. It's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like slavery for animals. You know what I mean? It's like, we're doing this, we're raising this chicken and this cow just so it could, right? Like just so it could be eaten. It could be the fattest one and give the best meat. We're gonna feed it whatever we wanna feed it. It's not gonna graze, it's not gonna roam, it's not gonna have a life. It's really just going to be inside of this cage, fed what we want it to be fed so that it can go to the slaughterhouse. And that part, right, is, is the thing that doesn't sit well, I'm sure, with people in general, specifically vegans that are in the movement, but like people in general don't really like that. They just don't break away from eating it. But in general, when you talk about animal rights and, you know, what happens in poultry factories or whatever, 99% of people, maybe 98, there's probably a weird 2% out there, but these 98% of people know that that's not good, right? They know that's like inhumane and like probably shouldn't work that way, but they still eat the food. So it's really about breaking that side and seeing, you know, okay, well, if you know now there's a couple added layers to this, it, these factories and these, these meat companies and things aren't treating these animals properly. It's really not the healthiest environment. You're, in, you're you know, taking in and consuming those things also. So that's a downside. And then also what you presented today could be is that, again, our body doesn't break that down in the same ways that we do plants. Now, when you add those two things together, and then it starts people thinking like, okay, well, maybe this isn't what I should be spending my money to consume um, on. But again, it's a, it's in this country. I don't, I can't speak for other countries, but uh, that marketing machine, that factory of meat uh, consumption is really churning. And I think we have to do more, a better job of presenting this type of stuff, this type of information. I was going to ask you, you know, how much those documentaries you think de deter people. I know the, the the documentary, like What the Health, that was a big one that led people into that vegan side of things. Um, but yeah, curious to hear kind of your take on that. See, what's what's the reason why I push back on both sides? And, um, you know, I think some people will be surprised to hear me push back on both sides, but it's because it's the politicizing of it all, right? Uh, even and when you even talk about on a health level, it doesn't make any sense to eat those things, to eat chicken raised that way, right? It just doesn't even make any sense, okay? And not only that, like it, it, it's downright not, I mean, it, already you don't need it. But if you're going to have it, have it the right way. And I'm not saying the right way, like there is only one way to have it right. But the way we have it now, most, I agree with you, 98 went in their gut when they are, wait, when they become aware and stop just uh, eating out of addiction, right? Eating out of just like, that's what we do, right? We, we eat chicken, right? On Thanksgiving, we eat turkey, on the, 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 we just be more aware, wake up, stop sleepwalking through life. Right. I think they do help. Again, I would really I would really encourage you guys to watch Holy Chicken because it's literally the shift. But the, the 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 solution to that is not now to um to now go with beyond meats and beyond burgers. Like, why are you doing that? 
Thank you. Why are you doing that, vegan? Why are you doing that? Just don't eat it then. If that's the issue, right? See, that doesn't solve, in my opinion, that doesn't solve the problem, right? I like. I was talking to a lady um, who was who was um, breaking down halal for me, and that really resonated with me. See, halal to qualify as halal, animals must be well cared for. They must be um, not fed. They must be fed a particular way. They can't have blemishes or scars or injuries. They have to be essentially happy all the way up to death. The tools of death have to be sharp. So it's a quick, painless death, right? All the blood must be drained. Like, I mean, this stuff is going on and on and on and on and on. And why I push back at both sides, guys, is because I actually believe, or to my opinion as of now, is that Nutrition is the call and response between the body and the environment, right? Life consumes life. We can't get away from that, okay? When we die, the earth consumes us, okay? So or, or, like life consumes life. That is that is part of life. That is what happens. It's, a, it's an ever going cycle of what happens. So just because your feelings are hurt or you don't, you can't handle certain things, or you, these are the same people that they can't handle other things that I'm not gonna talk about today. Just go ahead and save our views, right? But that's part of life too. That's part of life. They can't handle that part either because they're too, they're, they're too emotionally wound up. That's not the solution. How about you show, how about, I prefer the way the halals are doing it. Mm -hmm. or people that eat a lot doing it. I prefer the way the indigenous culture did it. It will show love and respect. And when I say the piece about the hunter, I think it's incredibly important that we notice the hunter is not reckless. The hunter is not reckless. The hunter has love for nature. I believe the hunter has more love for nature than vegans. They're in there. Their fate is directly tied to nature. Directly tied. And vegans or whatnot, or, and again, I'm, I'm not going in on vegan, but like the ideology surrounding all that side of it is, are plants not people too? Plants don't have feelings? No. Plants are just like, there's something else because they don't move. Everything is alive, guys. Everything is alive. Everything has vibration. That life can, yeah. Well, that life consumes life thing, I think, is so frequently overlooked on the vegan side of things. I think that was a powerful quote. Um, and then everything is life, absolutely. Glad that resonated with you too, Chris. Like, to me, like, if you are so passionately convinced as a, you know, politically outspoken, my way or the highway vegan, where it's like, we can't do this, we're morally wrong. Have you seen the rest of the animal kingdom? Like, are you serious? Like what makes us so high and mighty that we don't go down this path of consuming other animals? Um, you're actually kind of moving me to like, just see see in my community, how often can I find like halal or, or kosher meat where the animal is like really taken care of? I think from, in my own experience, the, the best thing I usually try and do is try and find like grass fed and stuff like that. But even then it's not ideal. 
Um, but at least it, in my mind, hopefully it's a little bit better than them just sitting inside a cell for their entire life and getting just yeah. abused. Yeah. And I think that you, you're hitting on the point here and I actually want to go out on this point here and, and we can, we can uh, get some thoughts from you guys here is that maybe we should look at it a little differently. And I'll, I'll put these out as, as things to consider, not as hard, fast rules, not as this is what you must do, but just let's just consider this for a second. Perhaps the problem is that we are so far removed from source. Perhaps that's something to consider, that we are just so far removed, right, from what it is that we consume, that we don't have a little bit of understanding that's necessary. We don't have a level of respect that's necessary. And quite frankly, we don't have a little a level of love. And love is not just you being emotional about something. Love is not just you being, love, love is all of that, right? A, a reverence, a dependence on, a, a, like, I, like I mentioned, the hunter and the vegan, okay? Perhaps we should consider that if you can't if you can't put up with what it takes to get that to your plate, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Simple. Don't eat it. You don't even need it. Right? I host fasting groups right now, and every single time the, the comment that I get is like, oh, I just didn't need that much food. Yeah. When you're eating brainlessly and, and, and we're all food addicts, when you're just, uh, just eating, just eating, and you don't see what goes into getting that to your plate, even if it's a piece of fruit, how many people have to labor to get that piece of fruit to you when we don't have that connection? Well, we're going to be reckless. We're going to be reckless, right? So how about we consider bringing things more local? How about we consider bringing things more seasonal? How about we consider being more mindful about what we consume? How about we consider that you only consume to support your level of need? Right? How about we consider we eat whole and not taking everything apart just to get to the sweet stuff, the good stuff, the nectar. We take it all in. How about we we learn to fast on a regular basis? And how about we become more aware like the hunter or the gardener for that matter, right? Whether you're the hunter, the gardener or whatnot, it is what is your connection to what it is that you're consuming? If your connection is that you drove 10, 15 minutes to either Walmart or Whole Foods, whichever one you shop at, right? That's your connection to it. And then you brought it home, honey, I'm home. Right, and you brought it home, and y'all done cooked it up, put it in front of the kids, and, and that's it. Well, of course, we're gonna lose our connection. And I think really that's what we have to consider. Less of the back and forth political uh, 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 battles of, of morality, which is nonsense, and a little bit more of connection. I agree, thousand percent. That uh, Aaron has a comment also on Instagram. Said the argument that he had uh, with a vegan was that plants don't have a nervous system. So that's what makes it different. <laughs> plants yeah, don't have a nervous system. Uh, plants, plants feel though, man. 
Oh, they really do. I was if gonna, you've owned a plant, yeah, they 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 are aware. They feel that shit. They feel it absolutely. I was gonna give it because my wife has a bit of a green thumb. She actually grew went to a boarding school, grew up on a farm, basically. Um, she talks to her plants, and they listen. Like it's all it's it's a little freaky sometimes, right? But like they hear like they are aware you know what i mean like whatever you want whatever words you want to put to it it's living right it's living it, it's understanding that it's taking and giving and right supporting and like it, it's aware for sure so again i have no qualms with the vegan community or with the meat eating community but at the end of the day i i love the point that you're bringing up to be that like neither one of you are like think you know what i mean like thinking about this or going about this in the in or thinking about it in the proper manner necessarily uh because you're leaving out key facts on all of these and uh i just think it's a good point to kind of bring bring home for people hey guys listen if you're here for this for me the ultimate thing is to be able to go it's uh it's 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 a duality right it's a eat fast system all right, it's an eat fast system. Let's uh, stop creating and living as addicts that just have to have, and they're so removed from the source in which they're having it from. You know, I, I think that's what it is. And that's where I've slowly but surely landed on not so much the what, but the how. <clears throat> the how. The <laughs> how. And and get into a point where, you know, I, I actually believe it's more so the balance between consumption and not consumption is truly the strategy that gets us not only the most healthy, right, but also makes us the most conscious in terms of what it is that we are consuming. In fact, I've actually dropped. I don't make. I don't write meal plans for people anymore. I don't. I just teach them the strategy as to how to eat and then how to fast. And when those two things are there, whether you're in uh, Morocco at a, at, a, at a wedding, whether you're in Ethiopia, uh, just having some fun, whether you're in uh, Mexico, you know what I'm saying, right? You can have a call and response with your environment, right? It is a call and response between the two, between the, 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 the being, and not just physical, but the spiritual, mental, physical complex being in the environment. The call and response between the two is what, when that is sharp, that's what it will naturally lead us down the path of true consciousness and also naturally lead us down the path of actually what, what, what healthy really is. I agree more. I love that. Like you're, you're literally, you're not, you're not in this consulting place of like, you know, this is how you should do it. You're in this empowering place of become your own coach, learn the strategy so you can apply it in this vastly infinite number of situations that you will have for the rest of your life. Big facts. Do you guys know a single person that's, 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 um, eating, actually kept a diet their entire life? Never. Ever. doesn't happen yeah. right and it and if they have they need to travel a little bit more too <laughs> <laughs> right. they are right. and, and so we become attached 
you see people logging around stuff all the time no 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 see the indigenous folks didn't do that when it was winter time they weren't looking for oranges <laughs> you see what i'm saying when it was summertime they weren't chasing you know like it's location seasonality so all of that is incredibly important and uh that's where that's how i that's how i um approach nutrition with clients with myself and with others now and i think that fasting piece is the place to start i think so man that was solid um a lot to a, a lot to digest in that. Hey. Hey, look at what we're hey. hey. making it happen look at that uh but really for, for everyone that got three dads on here <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a full dad joke episode for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but for everybody listening, like again, hope you understand the positions that we all come from, meaning myself, Stu, could be when we have these conversations, is not to tell you exactly what to do. Again, could be started out the episode by saying everybody just wants the answer, right? Just do this. And that's not what we're here to do. We're here to present information. We want you to think critically. We want you to do what's best for you to get to the life that you want. That's what we want to do, right? And because of that, that's why we present it to you in this format and give you this type of information. So looks like, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. You know, Chris, it ain't so. <laughs> I, love, I love the direction you were going with that. Um, because guys, like here at The Good Life, we believe that the only way to get to the good life is through critical thinking, taking in what you're hearing, applying it to your experiences, like trial and error and problem solving and all of it. There is no, there is no manual on how to get there. It's, it's you learning how to best think about your situations and your experiences and build on those. Totally. Totally agree. All right. Stu, take us home, man. All right, all right. That's it for us today, guys. If you like what you heard, subscribe, smash that like button. Tune in next Monday for another good one and share, share, share with somebody that would love or hate this episode because all press is good press. Just ask the celebrities. Till next time, keep living the good life. Welcome to the good life.